This is The Adam Ritz Show, a public affairs talk show touching on community, health, foundations, and more. The Adam Ritz Show is underwritten by Vibonomics, an audio out-of-home advertising marketplace and audio experience company. Info at Vibonomics.com. And now, from the Vibonomics studios, please welcome your public affairs radio host, Adam Ritz. All right, welcome to the broadcast. My name is Adam Ritz. Jay Baker joining me on the phone. We've had a, a pretty tough week for our uh, friends and family listening in the Florida area with Hurricane Ian hitting uh, one of the strongest storms uh, really in the history of uh, this country to hit landfall. Um, I know, Jay, just before we went uh, into the studio to record the show, you asked me about my parents. Uh, I do have uh, – both my parents are living. They're in their 80s, and they have uh, – a house on Pine Island. Are you familiar with Pine Island? I am not. I heard it's a beautiful area, and I'm going to assume it's near one of the coasts, correct? It is uh, and was directly in the path of Hurricane Ian. It is in uh, what they consider southwest Florida, which is the Fort Myers area. And uh, for anyone watching the coverage this week, you know that uh, Fort Myers got a really the direct hit of this almost Category 5 storm that hit uh, southwest Florida. So you've got Sanibel Island and Captiva Island, which are two huge tourist spots just off the coast of Fort Myers Beach. Pine Island is nestled uh, just north of, Sa- of Sanibel. So okay. if, if you can uh, imagine that on your map and... Uh, you know, Sanibel was just the bridge to Sanibel was wiped out, so you cannot get on or off Sanibel and Captiva. Same thing with Pine Island, where my parents have a house. The bridge is out. I saw pictures of the road leading to the bridge is gone. So the the road is now water, and it's a it's a it's not it's not the road isn't filled with water. There's no road. It is yeah. north of the road was Port Charlotte. South of the road was another bay that led to the Gulf of Mexico. Those two little bodies of water are now connected. So uh, there's no road. There's no reading. There's no road leading to a bridge that used to be there. So there's no bridge. So this is going to be a devastating uh, blow to Southwest Florida for a long, long time. And we're not even touching on. The damage through Central Florida as uh, the storm traveled up, uh, you know, into the northern, uh, I guess, the, the southeastern United States. Yeah, I mean, it, this is going to cause a lot of long-term problems. And as you and I know, all the way from, you know, the concern of people who weren't able to evacuate all the way up to different sporting events that happened uh, during the weekend get altered and changed. I mean, it goes from the serious to the mundane, but it is amazing how a storm this big touches so many people. And, uh, you know, I'm glad to hear that your parents were actually not present at their home when this happened. They, yeah, they they stayed uh, up North. Uh, They were actually going to travel down, uh, October 27th is when they were going to leave to go, you know, they're snowbirds. They were going to take their white hair down to Florida uh, at the uh, end of October. And now, who knows when that's going to be because the bridges are out, the power is still out. I mean, it's going to take uh, a long time just to get some infrastructure. Um, 
cell phone towers. I, I know they're working feverishly to get cell, cell phone tower cell phone coverage so that people can check in with their loved ones. Uh, I was looking at a, a Facebook page earlier this week uh, about the Pine Island area, and I couldn't look at it anymore. It was depressing to see how many people on this Facebook group were checking in just to see if anybody could stop by their you know, their grandma's house, their mom's house, their uncle's house to check on them. And there's just, you know, you've got people, like you said, that evacuated. They're gone, so they obviously can't check on them. Then the people who stayed, no one knows who, where they are or if they can even get their car uh, out of the garage, if the car's underwater with the garage. Uh, I saw a satellite image of Sanibel, Captiva, and Pine Island before the storm and after the storm. And it is uh, like 80% of the land is now covered with water. Yes. Um, it is, uh, my goodness, it's just unbelievable. And we do have, um, I know you have some resources if people would like to get involved and help uh, with their funds or awareness uh, or even volunteer. Um, I have a website uh, I'd like to promote right now. We'll put links to this on our website, adamritzshow.com. But this is vetted. I know uh, we should probably touch on this later in the show about scams, scam alert. I mean, you're going to be contacted by some moron that's going to be trying to take advantage of the situation and ask for a donation to help somebody in Florida, and it's not going to be a legitimate uh, charity. So you've got to be on your toes and be aware of those scam jobs uh, right now with volunteer and money uh, going to South uh, South Florida, Southwest Florida, and really anybody in the path of Hurricane Ian. This one is vetted. Vo- it's volunteerflorida.org. Very simple, volunteerflorida.org. And right on that homepage, there's a donate button. Uh, the cash goes directly to the people to help them out. Um I looked over this website. It's very simple, and they even give you a like a uh, a double check button to make sure you're donating the amount that you think you're donating. So you don't have an extra zero in there, and you're not giving too much because sometimes you can be fat, you know your fat fingers get in the way, and you were trying to give ten bucks, and all of a sudden you gave ten thousand dollars, and you didn't want to do that. <laughs> so, yes. So there's a, this is a great website, easy to donate, volunteerflorida.org. And yeah, and that was created uh, proactively by the Florida state government. I got to hand it to them. That's a smart thing to do in an area where you can have a catastrophic storm. You know, we did have some time to prepare for this, uh, but it still f- it feels to me like it snuck up on me. Now, I don't live in Florida currently, so it wasn't certainly uh, on my evening news every night, but. Uh, I remember the Monday night before the storm hit, I was watching Monday Night Football with my dad, who hadn't left for Florida yet, and he was flipping back and forth between uh, the Weather Channel and the game. And I, that's the first time I'd heard of it, of, of this hurricane. Right. Now, I did, you know, I did hear of, of a hurricane that, that did some damage to Puerto Rico um, recently, like within the, within the last couple of weeks. And that's the same hurricane. So I, I guess I did hear of the hurricane but it just didn't connect the dots in my head that this sucker's heading to uh, the United States and it's going to be one of the most devastating storms we've seen in 100 years. 
Well, and then the compare and contrast, you know, we're very fortunate in the United States. Not only do we have a lot of resources, but we also have the ability to uh, get out of the storm's path if we're given enough notice. But to give you an idea, uh, Cuba, which has such underdeveloped areas because you know, they lived under the communist rule for so long, not only did the hurricane hit that island, but it actually effectively knocked out 100% of the power to Cuba. So I'm sure parts of it have been restored by the time, you know, this show hits the airwaves. That's pretty amazing to think about an entire country without electrical power. It, you know, you're right. That is amazing to, to word it that way. An entire country without power. Well, and you think about, yeah, people that are in hospitals and, you know, any type of critical situation uh, now made far worse because, you, you know, you have this aging power grid and then a devastating storm. So, yeah, I know we're adding a lot to this, but it is hard to wrap your mind around sometimes. So volunteerflorida.org. Uh, if you are, we've talked about this before, if you're not in the position to make a cash donation, uh, if you've had a, a tough time with the inflation and um, the economy, then uh, you can take that URL and put it on your social media timelines and just promote it. And then uh, maybe one of your friends or family that you're connected to sees the link and just has two buttons to click before they can uh, give some money to help out. Volunteerflorida.org. The other real super good, uh, tried and true, been around for a million years organization that's been very helpful when these types of storms hit areas is the Red Cross. And we're big fans on this show of ready access. You know, it's not ambiguous how to get a hold of the Red Cross. You can visit them at redcross, all one word, dot org. Or you can call 1-800-RED-CROSS, or you can text RED CROSS, all one word, to 90999 and make a $10 donation. So as Adam said, you don't need to punch in any numbers just by texting that RED CROSS to 90999 you'll give $10 to the Red Cross. And the Red Cross really will have to step up to the plate, uh, as you were saying, uh, such a huge storm. So, Yes, uh, and we've, you know, we wish everyone well. Um, your friends and family down in Florida, we, we send our love uh, to you and to them and uh, hope everybody uh, is all right as the, uh, the cleanup and the recovery begins now. Um, the storm is history, and uh, my goodness, it was I can't imagine for the people that stayed, that did not evacuate, uh, just hearing that freight train beat down on your roof and your windows for 12 hours, uh, I can't imagine it. Well, and, you know, we had another interesting occurrence that happened not too long ago. There was uh, another hurricane called Fiona that struck uh, – Canada, the Atlantic part of Canada. And you usually don't get storms that far north, but they had the unfortunate uh, example of this. Uh, it Thankfully, it did not result in a high loss of life, 
but pretty catastrophic property damage for these areas. And if you think of Labrador, Newfoundland, New Brunswick, um, Nova Scotia, that general area is what where Atlantic Canada is. And Hurricane Fiona hit their area uh, about a week ago. Uh, you know, I was just going to ask you, when did this happen? Because I was not aware of this. I didn't know if you were describing something from this past summer or last year. This was just uh, a few weeks ago? Yeah, just oh about a gosh. week ago. Yeah, so interesting thing. So uh, one of the things I thought we might talk about, you know, very traditionally here in the United States, we get uh, we think of springtime as a time to get ready. Uh, that is the thunderstorm and tornado season of traditionally in our country. But, you know, we are in the tropical storm and hurricane season now, and we've seen two big storms affect Canada as well as the United States. So one of the things that you can definitely do is prepare uh, water and food. And we've always talked about that. Uh, a couple of quick guidelines. If you do happen to buy a lot of bottled water, it has a shelf life of about two years. So if you do have some water stockpiled, be thinking in terms of rotating that out. Um, I, I know I have some relatives where if you ask them to stockpile some water, there'd be some water in there with some uh, Korean war markings on the <laughs> on the containers. You know, I was going to that that was amazing. It's got a shelf life of two years. I, I don't think the average American, me included, would think that a case of bottled water would go bad ever. Yeah, the concern uh, with everything in this world, it's packaged in plastic and their concern is if it just sits in that plastic container for more than two years, might not be the best product for you to drink at that point. That's a that's a great. I'm so glad you brought that up because you can now envision in your in your garage or uh, you know your storage room in your house if you had, let's just say you had ten cases of, uh, of bottled water, two stacks of five cases, then you just uh, keep rotating them. Just, you know, yeah. actually use a case, drink the water, and when that case is gone, go buy another case and put it at the end of the line. Then it, It's not a bad idea yeah. to have water on hand because, you know, even something as simple as uh, there could be uh, some type of accident in your community and your community may actually have like a boil or, or order from the government that says, hey, don't use the water unless you boil it on the stove. It's a lot easier to go out and get that case of bottled water out from your garage, as you said. And you got to be a little bit careful, as you know, uh, storing anything in the garage. Uh, sometimes it's subject to uh, big temperature differences. So be aware of that. Uh, you probably know uh, the old uh, high school science thing, what happens when bottled water freezes, uh, nothing really changes chemically. However, the bottle often explodes yeah. because it increases in volume. Yep. That's, uh, that's happened to me. That's happened with a case yes. of, uh, a case of Diet Coke will explode on yes. you as well. Uh, if you're Absolutely. in the northern part of the country. Uh -huh. uh, and one of the things you want to think about is food. Now, of course, you know, famously food comes up because there are a lot of uh, long-term food companies out there that will supply you with uh, food that has a very long shelf life. But of interest, if you just do a simple Google search on 
long-term high shelf life foods you'd be surprised there's a nice long list everything from dried pasta to dried beans pretty mundane stuff that you could probably get in any grocery store but you have to be careful when you store food because you want to think in terms of not only shelf life uh, but you want to store food in a safe location meaning away from chemicals away from petroleum products away from high heat high cold because once again you have to worry about you know how uh, safe that food will be to eat later and if you think about that too not only are you having to think in terms of food food guys like adam and i man give us some canned chili we're we're fine but you have to think in terms of uh, everyone in your house. So think about the dietary needs of your children and your pets. Uh, so that's the other thing that you have to factor in as well. So part of the reason we're bringing this up is this might not be a bad time for you to think about uh, sort of preparing your house uh, to be a little bit proactive in case of storms in the United States or if you live in an area where a, uh, a hurricane can hit. We we're finding out that being prepared is not a bad idea. Not a bad idea, and and you don't even need a to live in an area where hurricanes hit. I mean, this could, you could be in the middle of the country and have some sort of power outage for weeks on end, and uh, that's when you're going to wish you had uh, these items. Jay is talking about in your uh, storage uh, storage facility, storage room or garage or uh, anywhere you can have access to it. And make sure if you, like Jay said, you know, Ad, when you said Adam and I like a can of chili, the worst thing is if you stockpile um, two closets full of canned chili, but uh-huh. but you don't know where the um, the can opener is. Yeah. So just may, maybe buy an extra can opener and just keep it in that room. <laughs> Yes, not a bad idea. Uh, Maybe to one of the cans, uh, rubber band. Rubber band, uh, a can opener. Can opener to can. Uh, Yeah, because uh, I've tried to open a can of chili using a tree and some brute force, and it doesn't work. It does not work. You can hit it as hard as you want. And you know what? In the back of your mind, maybe you're thinking, I don't need a can opener. I have one on my counter. And then when the power goes out, that's when you discover, uh, oh, no, my can opener is electric. Yes, my digital can opener will not work. Where is my analog can opener? And oops, yep. I don't have one or I can't find it. Absolutely. Well, uh, yes, we're going a little bit away from storm preparedness. And, uh, you know, once again, uh, as Adam pointed out, uh, uh You'll, we'll give that website again, uh, won't we, about uh, the Florida website specifically for hurricane relief? Volunteerflorida.org. Right, or redcross.org, both a couple of great ways for you to donate to charities where you know it's a legit charity. And as Adam said, this is when the scammers unfortunately come out. We always hate to bring this up because it sounds almost ghoulish. But this is where opportunists uh, will say, hey, you want to help the hurricane victims, don't you? It turns out it's not a legit charity. So we say, please do, if you feel inclined to give, give to an organization where you know your money is going to legitimate people. And, you know, GoFundMe is uh, is an interesting one, too, because while that is a legitimate uh, website, sometimes 
you'll you'll find uh, just some random person starting a GoFundMe account to prey upon people and their good and their good hearts. So um, be very careful too when you donate to a GoFundMe account because. Uh, yes. I, I would suggest that a lot, of, most of them will be legitimate. And I, I've looked at some of the restaurants uh, in the Pine Island area that are gone. Uh, there, there will most likely be GoFundMe accounts for those business owners to get their restaurant restored and back open. Uh, that is absolutely a great cause. Uh, but I would also, you know, I hate to think about the guy that's just starting a GoFundMe account that lives in uh, Iowa that's just calling this GoFundMe account Save Florida. And, yes. you know, his goal is to raise $10,000 and somebody just finds it and 10 bucks at a time, all of a sudden, a thousand people help this guy make 10 grand fraudulently. And, you know, most of the time those guys are caught, sometimes they're not. So just yeah. be, be super careful whenever you donate money uh, really digitally anywhere. Yes, point well taken. Well, as you know, Adam, we're almost to the month of October. Actually, it, just now in the month of October, we, uh, yeah, it seems like is, the fall is flying by. This is the very first uh, show of October. We are now, man, yeah, this year is just flying by. I mean, the, the yeah, world really does not is. stop spinning. There's a, a lot uh, to look forward to on the Adam Ridge Show. We do some of our best shows in the fall, and we'll give you a preview of some items. But there are some important uh, awarenesses, uh, if you will, that are going to be happening this month, including breast cancer awareness. You'll see a lot of pink ribbons. You'll see a lot of survivor runs. Mm -hmm. I know even the NFL uh it does uh, some things around breast cancer awareness. So be aware and give if you can. Pink, it's the color. You know, you'll see a lot of the NFL teams wearing pink sh cleats, shoes, wristbands, and then even have uh, maybe some part of their logo on their helmet is pink. It's trickled right. down into the college ranks. I know a lot of college teams have some pink in their uniforms during this month too. And if you're not aware of of the of the breast cancer awareness program, you may be watching a football game going, wait a minute, did my favorite team just change their colors? Why is pink yeah. such a predominant color of, of the uniform now? And no, they didn't change their colors or their uniform. They're just supporting breast cancer awareness. Yes. This is uh, also uh, Adopt a Shelter Pet Month. Uh, this is something that uh, has come up before on the show. So, you know, we know that uh, adding a furry friend to your household is a commitment and uh, not an inexpensive one. But this is the month to think about uh, possibly doing that. There are a number of animals that go unclaimed and you could provide that happy forever home. Now, you it's, you did this, right? You adopted yes, a pet. Yes, we did. Uh we adopted uh, Harper, who was a uh, uh, whippet mix, and she's a, she's a character, and she's an important part of our family. Do you think there's a lot of whippets that are named Devo? <laughs> I, I think so, of course. I, clever pet names. I mean, that's what it's all about. I, it, it's only clever to me because I don't know... Uh, any well besides you i don't know anyone with a whippet if you are a whippet every whippet owner listening to this show right now just rolled their eyes because they're like that's the oldest dad joke in the world <laughs> why'd you even bring it up 
No, my dog's not named Devo. Shut up. Yes, my dog has Devo's greatest hits on uh, on repeat on his Walkman. Yeah, absolutely. Now, is it Adopt a Pet Awareness Month or is it Adopt a Pet Shelter? awareness month it, no it's it, you don't need to adopt the whole pet shelter you need to adopt a shelter pet yes oh i got okay shelter goes <laughs> Only, before the word pet if you're extremely well to do we urge you to adopt the entire shelter <laughs> but i think most of us can make a gesture that is significant on their own now, yeah, that, they only celebrate um, Adopt a Pet Shelter Month in elite parts of the country. Maybe down in uh, on South Beach in Miami, Martha's Vineyard, the Hamptons. They uh, they'll adopt a whole pet shelter. Yes, absolutely. Yes, uh, but uh, our local shelter had some great animals and some very happy people there. So if you thought about pet ownership or expanding pet ownership, it's kind of a good thought process. It's also dyslexia, dyslexia, I'm, I'm reading it and not saying it properly. So uh, dyslexia awareness month, no, no comedy intended. No. Uh, dyslexia is a very serious situation where uh, people's interpretation of the written word uh, in the past, there was not a high level of awareness for dyslexia. And a number of students were just labeled that, hey, they're just not a good learner. And they were held back in school. So it's an important thing uh, to get the proper testing and insight if you feel like somebody you love is affected by dyslexia. One of my best friends uh, was diagnosed, or if that's the term, with dyslexia in his um, high school years. And once yeah. they, once they, you know, di- diagnosed it, his his whole life changed because yeah, you're right. Prior to the diagnosis, it was just, oh, he's not that smart, or right. oh, don't give him hard homework, or put him in the back of the class. And then when he was diagnosed, yeah. they got him some proper, you know, tutelage and. Uh, changed his learning habits and i mean he ended up you know with very i mean incredible grades and a in a wonderful college degree from an incredible institution so yeah it's a, it's pretty uh amazing the the strides we've made as a as a society with with dyslexia and and uh, the awareness month that's fantastic to bring it to awareness yeah the earlier the kid can be you know sort of i guess treated um the better yeah, because you can address the issue, yeah. at least with knowledge, comes yeah. uh, the ability to uh, create something better. Yeah, no, you're absolutely correct. It's also Financial Planning Month. I bring this up because this is a skill that many people are pretty poor at. I, I'm still kind of amazed. There's always been kind of a movement afoot to teach financial awareness and or financial planning at the high school level, but I still have not heard, has that become a thing? And if not, why not? You know, I've heard a couple of uh, recent uh, neighbors and friends whose kids in high school have taken uh, some sort of business math course to talk oh, well, about. That's positive then. Yeah, you talk about interest, compound interest, credit card debt, um, you know, bank accounts, checking accounts, money money managing. Uh, I don't know about financial planning, though, because, uh, boy, I wish I could get back in a time machine because I was probably in my 40s when I first heard 
that if you take some ridiculous amount of money, like 78 cents, if you right. if you put 78 cents in a bank account, starting when you're 16, every, right. every month, by age 50, you, you've got a million bucks. And I heard yeah. about this when I was 42, and I <laughs> and it didn't help me at all because I couldn't squeeze all that all that time into the next eight years of my life. Um, prior to that, prior to that, your financial planning went as follows: If you somehow get a million dollars, place it in the bank, you'll now have a million dollars in the bank. Yes, that's my financial. <laughs> there was plan. no other thought process before that. My, yeah, my I mean, f- we're, we're kidding a little bit, but yeah, it's very, very, very important, yet seems to be underutilized. By the way, for our young listeners, uh, that was not a, a fact. You don't save 78 cents a month from age 18 and you'll have a million bucks when you're 40. That doesn't work. <laughs> I think seek, you have to put in, yeah, <laughs> seek real financial seek help. Real, here's the caveat. <laughs> seek real financial advice from a real uh, financial expert, not on this plus, show. Plus, Adam and I will be the first to tell you that if you at any moment in your life you take any, and I mean any financial advice from a gentleman who works at a radio station, please, <laughs> <laughs> please have it verified by an independent third party. There's your financial <laughs> advice for this show. Don't take it from this show. So about a half Absolutely. minute here, Jay, left. Uh, thanks for coming on. appreciate all your efforts uh, to help out with what's happening uh, with the devastation from Hurricane Ian. Uh, once again, those websites, uh, if you'd like to donate or learn more about how you can volunteer, it is volunteerflorida.org, volunteerflorida.org and redcross.org. That's redcross.org. All right, we'll post those links on our website. We thank you for listening. If you want to re-listen to this show or hear past episodes, they are listed at adamritzshow.com. The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live in studio at the Vibonomics Worldwide Headquarters. Learn more about the Vibonomics Audio Out-of-Home Marketplace at vibonomics.com. For information on this broadcast, including past on-demand episodes, interview submissions, and syndication contacts, visit adamritzshow.com.